Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Kayla Saxon, the queen of new releases. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. Okay, so this is very embarrassing. But what? I woke up this morning, and my neck hurts, and my back hurts, and my arms hurt, and it's from carrying books from the book sale <laughs> to my car. Did you? Is, are you recording? Yeah, no. I am recording. I completely understand because um, <laughs> usually, like, my legs will like just be killing me because of the the squatting, the squatting. to look at yep. the bottom shelves of the audiobooks. Yep, yep. That's called a book girl proper workout. Well, I need to like you know lose some weight so I can wear that one shirt that said my favorite exercise is squatting to look at the bottom shelf. Now that's kind of <laughs> ironic, don't you think? What that I need to lose weight so I can that you need to lose weight so you can wear the shirt that talks about how you're going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true irony right there. <laughs> well, well, you bought it for me, so thanks. Thanks for that, Martha. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is you were the one that picked the size. Well, it was one of those. It was um, online. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was a Zulily one. And Zulily has, you can't return anything. Or, well, I think they might have changed their policy since then. This was, um, what, a year ago? Maybe t yeah, two years ago? Yeah, it's been a while ago. It's been a while. But the way Zulily used to work is they would buy all this stuff in bulk, and then once it was sold, that's it. They didn't keep yeah. anything. It would just be done. You'd just be done. But see, my other book shirt that I have is the same size as that one, and it fits me perfectly fine. Yeah. A lot of times so if you can't try just... something on, then you're pretty much screwed. Um, my mom got me a book shirt for my birthday, and uh, yeah, proceeded to put it on, and it is a, literally a nightgown. It goes down <laughs> to my legs, but it's like a t-shirt that goes down to my, or my knees. Yeah, I remember so you I, talking about I that. Just, I wear only thing I wear it for now is I Where's use it as bed? a nightgown. Yeah. Yeah. Kayla, how much do you weigh? 118 pounds. See, she doesn't mind telling us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of a... I, last time I weighed 118 pounds, I was 16. I don't think I ever weighed 118 pounds. <laughs> I don't pounds. think I ever like, did either. Ever. That but would be like elementary school Before I got stuff. sick, I was 130 pounds. So I lost all that weight when I was having those migraines. Yeah. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. And you were skinny then. You're really skinny. Yeah. I've never, never been that skinny. Like, That's your child. He makes me nervous. He's, he's watching TV he on his phone. on the couch, I he's think. He's going to hear us say things. <laughs> Worried. <laughs> they watch Kick-Ass and oh, Bob's okay. Burgers. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so if, no. If you let him watch Kick-Ass, we're all right. We're good. Okay. Mm -hmm. What about the other two kids in the kitchen? Yeah, Ron, he winces every time I say fuck. <laughs> He does this wincing thing. Potty mouth, he says. I don't know wh where he's been all my life. <laughs> I've always had a potty Has mouth. he never listened to you talk before? You know, I think he's just noticing me again for the first time. <laughs> since retirement. Not only retirement, but our son has since moved out. So I'm a lot freer with my verbiage since he's gone. That's what it is. So now all of a sudden he'll just turn around and look at me. You know, like I'm his child. I'm going to have a some swear jar. <laughs> There's sometimes my mouth gets so bad. I'm like, oh, oh my God. I and to myself, I'm like, okay. Ooh, you that better, was harsh even for me. You better calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> is that like go the fuck to sleep which is a great book by the way oh I didn't have you know heard of the book? book go the fuck to sleep 
Mm-mm. It's yeah. it's actually a children's book a for par- for reading for reading to babies. There was one book that and it showed like a grandma. It was like from Britain or something and it was a meme on Facebook and she's reading this book to her child. The monkey donkey? No, it was one about um how his butt must be broken because it has a crack in it. Oh, yes. That was the second one that and was And the posted. grandma was just cracking up the whole time. <laughs> no pun intended. The whole time that she's reading this book. <laughs> so happy birthday to Martha. Happy Thank birthday. You. Happy Martha. birthday. Today's my birthday. Yes. Woo woo. Happy birthday. I'm 54. When I'm 54. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason your husband let I us thought come that over, was, by the way. Why? Because oh, no, it's my birthday. I yeah. <laughs> I had to sorry. I had to wheedle. I wheedled all week. Honey, it'd be really nice if you made us all pizza. And if we could come over to the house and do the podcast and you could cook for us, wouldn't that be nice? And he'd say, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to be windy. It's going to rain. So then last night I was like, okay, so are we doing this or are we not doing this? <laughs> and he's like, let's look at the weather. So we looked at the weather and it's going to be done raining by 9 a.m. So I look at him. Honey. <laughs> And I kind of know what she's talking about because she's done the same thing to me when she wants me to do something with her. I'm a weedler. She bugs me <laughs> all week long. And finally I go, oh, my God, shut up. We'll do it. You text me one more time. I'm unfriending you on Facebook. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Martha does that to me. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I'll see you she next does. week. She does. She's like, I have the opposite reaction. <laughs> I'm blocking you on my phone. <laughs> I've silented your texts. <laughs> <laughs> the best part is look at her and read it like. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's got the Kayla's got the look down. You should have seen her at the restaurant last night, Nicole. Yeah, <laughs> she was all wait- over that lady. We're sitting there waiting for our table, and Kayla got the meanest look on her face. And she's like, "I'm going to go talk to that girl about our table." And she went over there with that look, and that girl came over to us twice. It was like. I'll have your table ready for you soon, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, we gotta send Kayla after stuff more often. She's probably like, she's acting like my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last night you guys were gonna go eat at Texas Roadhouse, which is one of my all-time favorite restaurants, because I swear they have good food, like yeah. the, one of the I, only restaurants with truly good food. I like the, I like Texas Roadhouse, yeah. too. And But then I was like, it's 6 p.m. on a Friday night. Nope, it's not going. And you were yeah. smart, because we Very got over smart. there, and... It looked like a freaking jamboree over there or something. You know, I hate that country music bullshit anyway. I don't anyway. even like going there because they're only open on the, in, during the afternoon on the weekend. Like, and they still open. Because usually like on the Fridays, they only open at 4 p.m. or whatever. Yeah. Well, even if you're there on a, an afternoon on a weekend when they're open super early. Uh, you still have to wait. Well, there's so little space in there so yeah. when you're trying to walk through like you you're bumping the waiters you've got these tiny little and there thing, are and people so uncomfortable. there was an entire freaking street dance out there yeah and it was raining and there were people standing outside waiting to get in there yeah and it's over by that sketchy mall that's closed crossroads oh oh you guys went to that one yeah yes. i thought you meant like i-40 not i guess not I, good thing i didn't go yeah because you'd have been in the wrong spot <laughs> i probably would have been like i had a table where are you guys <laughs> <laughs> we'd have driven i'm telling you because we <laughs> be there in five <laughs> kayla goes in and she's she's doing reconnaissance for a table and she's like it's gonna be an hour and a half and i'm like oh hell no <laughs> 
We yeah. gotta find some booze. So we go over to Chili's because they have yeah. booze at Chili's. That's and, true. And it was close. And they were having half price margaritas. Yeah. So we got five dollar margaritas on on Margarita Day. The pomegranate margaritas, which was pretty freaking awesome, I have to say. It was it was pretty good. Their regular margaritas are pretty good too, though. That's why I, I wanted a regular yeah. margarita first but those ones weren't the ones on sale so i couldn't yeah. get a regular the other place that has the best margaritas that i've ever had is mama rojas well but mama they rojas had a sale and they were advertising their mama margaritas rojas. yeah well yeah but they're like they make strawberry margaritas but they use real strawberries and oh. like they use real ingredients and mm-hmm. and it's delicious oh, that one that i had at holly's last week or a couple weeks ago when mm-hmm. we went holly's that one was pretty good too they're owned by the same people right I don't know. How Smith? It was strong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could taste the, the booze in it. And I mean, sometimes you... should have gone to Holly's. I have a bunch of certificates for them. Jakari and I were getting hangry while we were shopping. And I we was, were like snapping at each other. <laughs> I was getting pretty hangry at Walmart oh, walking around looking terrible. for the freaking fruit. Because I keep changing stuff. I was like, why do you have an attitude? What the hell is your problem? And he's like, I don't have an attitude. I'm like, are you hungry? Yes. I was like, me too. He, that's what it was. You guys were hangry. Yep. Me and Travis get hangry. He's laughing over there probably because of how hangry he gets all the time. Are you hangry, <laughs> Travis? <laughs> Here's the thing. You know, being here at my house is so surreal. Why? Because I can hear my husband's voice. While you're the, doing the podcast? In the distance. And it makes me a little scared <laughs> because of how sweary I am. And I, I, I hear him. How sweary. I hear him. <laughs> Giving me the side eye through the wall. Because <laughs> he does not like my swearing. Hmm. I, I think he's a little bit more conservative than me. You think? Yeah. Hmm. So well, where were we before you had to switch your headphones? Um, I don't know. Hmm. But We're the book sale was pretty cool in, in that I think they're finally... Remember when you said something about your ass in the wagon? Yes. Okay, so going from that point, this year, I think they finally... <laughs> Go from the point of my ass in a wagon? Yes. <laughs> I, I think they finally are getting it because when we were standing there, Kayla, Kayla and I did the... We did a, like a double team where she would take one side of the table and I would take the other side of the table hmm. and we would go through books like that. And I would go underneath too. Yeah. And the great thing gotcha. about that is I think they figured out this issue with the asses because the tables were further apart this year. Oh, they were. I mean, but that they, they were still close. They were this still year. close, but they were further apart this year than they have been in the past. That's well, true. part of the reason why it's so difficult, and I'm totally not going to judge anyone because we do the same thing, is everybody brings something that rolls to put their <laughs> yeah. books in because the books get so heavy when they you're do. carrying them around. So besides the people in the aisles, you have wagons and rolling coolers and luggage and, and a dumpster cans. some yeah trash cans the dude with the dumpster was there this year he he purchased a brand new dumpster to put his books in yeah. mm-hmm. and he he comes it's in probably cheaper than those wagons yeah, yeah probably, probably rolling that damn dumpster every year yeah. i'm jealous of kayla's cart especially because that I, cart uh, was pretty awesome i got it from walmart it was like 15 bucks wow. See, i think years. i got screwed because i spent like 30 on mine it does fold but it's true but it's and it's plastic yours is metal, metal. 
I just brought some uh, reusable grocery bags, which is why I'm in so much pain today. Because you had to carry them. I had to carry them through the fairgrounds, Oklahoma City fairgrounds, like a mile to the car. See, two years ago, that's what I did. I just bought a really big bag, and I was carrying it like Mm -hmm. on my shoulder, Mm -hmm. and I did the same thing. I was so sore by... I gave her my rolling cooler. Yeah. The first year I ever went, I had bought too many books. I didn't think about it when I got, like, it was the first year I had ever gone. Like, you had given me tickets, Mm -hmm. and Travis went with me, and so he ended up, he was like, I can help you carry these books. But I was so excited. (laughs) No, because he didn't have to, because as soon as we checked out, there were guys with dollies, and they were offering to have Oh, I remember they did used to do that. But they they weren't there this year. I don't know if they were too busy. That could be a musical, Guys and Dollies. Guys and... (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Come on. Come on. Hey, the audience is laughing. I can see them right now. Well, I'm glad they are because I'm just rolling my eyes at you. I'm That's like, because they have the prompt applause. <laughs> yeah. Who wants more wine? Let's talk books. And once again, go on Instagram and follow Three Book Girls, Facebook, I want and Twitter. Wine. Can I have some wine? Well, okay. There's not that much left in this bottle, so sorry, Kayla. It's okay. I bought another bottle. I bought that Moscato, too. And you forgot where we are. And they have wine. Yeah. They're, like, a little My offended I brought wine. My husband has wine in every conceivable spot. So, you know, the way I do books, he does wine. Yeah. So we have enough books and wine here to make it through the zombie apocalypse. Very well read and very drunk. <laughs> what happened? This wasn't in my book. <laughs> I'm coming over here in a zombie apocalypse because they have like the garden bag. They got a whole closet full of wine. Hey, we and do, we could film The Walking Dead here. I don't want to film anything. They're way too dramatic. Yeah, that's true. We need a better fence. <laughs> so, all right, girls, perhaps we should get to the real reason we're supposed to be here. Yes. Well, there's no rednecks in my book this week. Darn it. I'm sorry. Um, I read Of Monkey Bridges and, and I have no clue how to say this, Of Monkey Bridges and Ben Me Sandwiches from Saigon to Texas by An Ingo Usadi. And I'm sorry if I butchered your name because that is difficult. In Vietnam, the B in Bon sounds more like M and the An like Un. This is way too complicated, mon. guys. <laughs> I don't know. They're, mon. They, They sounded, whatever it is, they sounded like delicious sandwiches, and I would totally eat one. It's a book about a refugee that moves from, that leaves Vietnam and comes to America. And this is one of the reasons why I read the Vietnam book that I did about the war, because I do not know very much about Vietnam. And I didn't want to go into this book blind. But luckily for me, there is a lot of history in this book about Vietnam, so I actually didn't need to. I got more information about Vietnam out of this than I did the war book. Not that I'm sorry I read the war book, because it's a war book, and you know how I love my wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <We do> know. <laughs> what this is, is this talks about a family from Vietnam. They live in South Vietnam, and they're from South Vietnam, and... They talk about how when the Americans pulled out of the war in North Vietnam, which was communist, took over South Vietnam, basically, and turned it into a communist country 
also turn it, you know, so it's just Vietnam now. At the time that it was still South Vietnam, um, this lady's dad owned his own business, which he built up from the ground up. So he was considered middle class. Well, in a communist nation, the government owns all of the, owns everything, and you just basically work. It's supposed to be so everybody's even and there's no, you know, wealthy and poor. So what happened was they took over his business and basically took it away and made them move to the country. But one of the things that I thought was brilliant about this is that her dad, which I can't think of his name right now, almost had a sense of what was going to happen. So he planned for it and he started planning for it way before it happened. Because he would, like, go Did to he the... have a connection to the government or something? Well, no, it's it's almost like he was super smart. Oh. And he just kind of knew what was going to happen eventually. So he started going to the country and, like, he would, like, buy a little bit of land and buy something else that we were going to need. Because he couldn't buy everything all at once or else the government would have known. Mm. And they would have, you know, arrested him for plotting against the government or whatever hmm. they do. You know what I mean? There would have been repercussions yeah. if he did too much at once. So he very slowly built them a place in the country for when all of this happened. So, you know, eventually the communists kick them out of their house, take over their business. They make them move to the country. So then they go from Saigon to living in the country and having fruit orchards. Well, eventually the communists come over and take over all of that, too. So he gets with people, which is also very illegal, to leave the country. Because you're not allowed to leave the country. Hmm. You know, you can't... Sort of like North Korea? Right, yeah. Hmm. Because once they took over, well, it was all the same. So it talks about her journey from going from living in Saigon to living in this rural farming community to being a refugee and going between refugee camps. And she would, they were in refugee camps for, I think she said it was over a year, I know, before they finally made it to Texas, hmm. made it to the United States. And so it was extremely interesting. It had a lot of history about Vietnam that I didn't know. Like, um, I didn't know that the French had occupied Vietnam before the Vietnam War and everything, before World War II. Colonized Vietnam, I guess, yeah, is the proper say. way. And, you know, they went to war for their independence, and then they split, and I don't know. It was, it was extremely interesting. And another aspect of this being a refugee book, usually those are super sad and emotional. This actually was not quite... It wasn't written with a sad element to it because it was being told by a child's perspective. Oh. She, because... So a lot of it was normal to yeah, her. Right, because she was right. like, I think she was like, she was in middle school when she first came to Texas. Okay. And, th and that makes a big difference because as children, when you go through traumatic events, you do normalize it because it's part of your reality. Right, but, she, you know, she talks about how they played... And her and her brother, what they would do when they lived in Saigon, and then what they did when they lived in the farming community, which I can't think of the name right now. Her and her brother, and what they would, you know, how 
you know, then they had to watch for snakes and centipedes and all of this other stuff. And then what they used to do in the refugee camps and then coming to Texas and trying to adjust and fit in in this whole other country, which I think that was the, I mean, for her, I think that was, I don't want to say most difficult part because I imagine there were other difficult parts, but it was a huge adjustment right, for her. a whole other culture. Right. And this was like early 80s, and people weren't ex- real accepting of the Vietnam refugees that were coming into the country. Well, that whole Vietnam thing was so sketch, us going to war and all that other stuff. People were very... Right, and yeah. everybody knows how split the country was yes. over that war. And very. then, so there was a lot of... Prejudiced, mm-hmm. I think. Hard feelings, yep. Right. But um, this was an awesome book. I read it in a weekend, which is a big deal for me because I don't read as fast as you guys do. And it's an actual book. I did not unpack anything at all last weekend because I was reading this book. So there's still boxes all over my apartment because... She was not in a hurry to hook up her internet. internet. Yeah, the, another reason why I haven't had internet in like two weeks is because one weekend I was reading this book. <laughs> I would recommend it to somebody. And you might even like this, Martha. I was going to say, if it didn't have that, oh, it's, everything is so sad. No, it wasn't romancy. It wasn't sad. Um, and I might take a crack at it. But it was really good. I like to learn things while I'm reading as a part of the story. As long as there's no emotion. Right. Right. That's about right. Except the goldfinch. Yeah, I know. She likes Outlander, too, by the way, which is a romance. Exactly. So you know. <laughs> well, she likes that A.G. Fickery, and that was guys, completely I think it's a about romance. loving good literature. Yeah. Oh. But this was, I, I will have to say, I was say a little right afraid of this book when I went in to read it because I didn't know if I would like it and I really did it was a huge nice surprise for me because it's extremely well written um considering that she had to learn the American language when she was like 13 and first came to the country I would say that she's probably just as smart as her dad (laughs) that's awesome yeah but where'd you get the book from um it this was sent to me by the did the, By author? the author? I think the author mm-hmm. sent it, yeah. Yeah. She's emailed me a couple of times. She sent too. us a. <coughs> she signed it, even? See? Awesome. You need to keep that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she sent us a Facebook message. And we are interested in connecting with authors. Right. We really prefer if they actually know what kind of podcasts we have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they send us. That helps. <laughs> yeah. But I, I kind of kind of feel a little bad because if I would have known that I would have liked this book as much as I did, I would have read it a long time ago because I think she <laughs> sent it to me like three months ago. <laughs> so I'm sorry it took me so long, but I loved it. I recommend it to a friend. It's not a long read, so it's not an intimidating book. I was going to say, I could read that in like five hours, four hours. Yeah, see, it takes me a weekend of it's doing nothing only, but reading. It takes her see. like two hours. It's 220 pages. I could read this in one afternoon. Yeah. And it's the story moves along really, really well. So it keeps you enthralled through the whole book because you want to know what happens next. You want to know, you know, are they going to make it? Are they going to actually 
make it out of the country? Are they going to make it to America? All right. I have to read it. It looks good. Uh, it's good. I like it. And okay. it's not overly emotional. It's not overly sad. It does not talk a lot about war. So I think you would like it. Excellent. Sounds and good. if you can take a shot at the, uh, the title and artist for us. Okay. And we'll put it on our website so that you can actually look at the well, words. Well, I took a picture on my own Instagram and posted oh. it and I saw our that. Twitter Congratulations. account. Congratulations. I'm so proud of you. I know. I We're started learning. I started using my Twitter or my Instagram account and I put it on Twitter. Also. So follow Vani on Instagram and you can see a picture of the book. Yeah. Now that I'm three years in Kayla to make them think it's important, but not me. <laughs> no, my issue was every no time I tried to, to me. I tried to every time I tried to use it. I got frustrated because I don't understand how it works. And finally, Kayla gave me that look like she did to the waitress the other night, last night. And she <laughs> was job, like, Kayla. come over here and let me show you. That's what it took. It's not that difficult. You just have to take a deep breath and then let somebody teach and then you really quick. And then you get it. Then you're like, oh, I no, I, I, I know. And then after Kayla, you know, mom know. looked. So I apologize Martha, to you, Nicole. She whittled away at me until finally I started using my Instagram account. She's like, you need to get on Instagram. You need to do this. You need to get on Instagram. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. That's all I've heard for freaking a month. The thing about Instagram is that our connections with people increase so much more quickly when we're dealing with Instagram because there's the amount of people who read and are on Instagram are the younger generation. The book community Which is, is odd because huge. our generation is not really all that interested in reading the Instagram people. Man, these people read. Well, it's like a lost generation. It's a generational thing. I think books are more popular with your generation, yours and Nicole's generation, than our, my generation ever was. I mean, nobody... I used to, I used to actually do people's book reports for them because nobody else in my class read. Yep. Yeah. You think I'm joking? I'm not. Did you I make like, some money? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, Tyler just sent me a text. Happy birthday, Mom. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for everything you do for me. Love you. Aww. That's so sweet. That's not my real son. That's that's, that's Bonnie's son. son. We share. We do. Did my other son tell me happy birthday today? Uh, too much for a real son to do. <laughs> so, again, the name of this <clears throat> book was Of Monkey Bridges and... Ban Me Sandwiches from Saigon to Texas by Onan Ingo Usadi. Oh, you can tell us about the sandwiches. Ingo Usadi. Oh, the sandwiches are like, which you can take off what you don't like, Martha, but it's like, <laughs> it's like man or homemade mayonnaise and pate and like meat and like grilled like onions and peppers and jalapenos like on a French that loaf. That sounds good. I know. Doesn't it sound amazing? I'm, have to look up, I'm like wanting look to go to Houston to see if this um, this sandwich place is still open and eat some. We need to go to a Vietnam restaurant and I want to order one of these sandwiches. That sounds good to me. Doesn't it sound Vietnamese good? Vietnamese restaurant? Yes. Let's do it. All right, Kayla, what did you read this week? Um, well, technically I didn't read anything this week. But or, I did read something this month. <laughs> I finished one book that this works. month so Sorry, far. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot going on. I read The Quintlin Sisters by Shelley Wood. Uh, I have I got an advanced copy. It comes out March 5th. It's an, a fictional account of the Dion Quintuplets from Canada. Oh. 
I've I've read some fiction that has bits and pieces of of that particular family in it. Yes. So um, it's actually written in a epistolatory format, which is basically diary format, which I have only read Diary of Anne Frank like that. I'm not a big fan of those types of writing. But I understood why she wrote it this way, because I don't think the story would have been as well written in another format. Um, It's actually written from the point of view of one of the nurses that was there when the babies were being born. She documents in writing and she draws pictures of them from the moment they were born up until like she left them. And she is like 16 or 17 years old, but she stays in the background because she has a port wine stain birthmark. So she's very self-conscious and she's learned to become invisible. So with that, um, I guess, attitude, she knows how to sit back and observe everything. So you get a very good outlook on as far as how the babies are brought up and what they go through. They raise these children away from the parents, basically. They had them, they had a little hospital built for them. They, the parents could only visit on scheduled times. They weren't around their other. Were they sick or something? Well, they were really, they were born two months early. They didn't know they were, she was having that many babies. They mm-hmm. already had like four or five kids. Wow. And they weren't well-off people. So mm-hmm. they didn't think they were going to make it at first. But then, oh. you know, they started, you know, getting stronger. I mean, they still had lapses in health and stuff. But um, they, the government, they were wards of the of Quebec. Hmm. So the parents really didn't even have custody of them. Mm-hmm. So they were getting all this money for them and they were getting sponsorships from different companies, but they were raised across the street from their family. So their interaction with their family was very limited. Oh. So it was like when they did see their parents, it was like, oh, hey, who is this? But, you know, as far as their nurses and the doctors, that's who they were always around. So it's almost like the nurses and doctor were more of a family than their they were. family. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so the nurse, you know, documents what she sees as far as like the interaction with the parents coming over and based on what I read you could see that the dad was seemed to be more money hungry as far Mm -hmm. as they were concerned he wanted them very much he wanted them to be at his house he wanted control of everything and the government was like no you can have some control but you can't have all control Mm -hmm. we want to make sure the well-being of the children is first and so it follows them, and you get to look at um, Emma, that's who writes the entries. You get to look at her life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents only had her, and they were kind of, like, um, concerned because she had that birthmark. So her mom right. was like, you need to you need to do what you can to get a husband and, you know, all this other stuff. She end up, ends up going to nursing school. She wanted to be an artist, but her mom mm-hmm. was like, that's not practical. You need to do something else. Mm-hmm. So... Um, she met an artist that um, encouraged her to use her talents with the twins. So she would, she sold some of her drawings to different companies like Coca-Cola and calendars and all types of stuff. So she was making money, and they were putting it into an account for her. Um, nurses were in and out of the lives of these little girls. But it ends up she doesn't get to stay with them very long because something happens to her. Hmm. And I, it really doesn't say who did it but I have an idea of who I of I know who did it and she ends up running away and not going back at all like mm. she missed out on the love of her life everything she didn't meet up back up with this guy until like they're in their 40s so there were clues mm. along the along way. the way yeah and so I really liked it um 
I think it will probably do really really well because I never I didn't even know anything about these quintuplets at all and so I do want to learn more about them and Mm. it it skips up to like after she runs away it skips up to like 1960 ish and one of them has passed and she goes back home to the um funeral and she she says you know you could see the grieving of the rest of the sisters and stuff because they were all girls but it was really good. I liked it a lot. It flowed. The writing was wonderful. But I think you might like it, Bonnie. Yeah, it sounds like one that I would probably Google the crap out of stuff while you I'm would. reading it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, <laughs> that's how I didn't even know, know how this was. Is, it's so. like, how many times am I going to Google? Because that means I'm going to like it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Emma turned out to not be as invisible as she thought she was. Oh, mm. yeah. That's awesome. So that was the Quintland Sisters by Shelley Wood. And the author actually commented on my post that I put on Instagram oh, about really? her book. Yes. That's awesome. awesome. They do that. I do too. Okay. Makes uh, you feel like a superstar. Yeah. It does. So I read Forget You Know Me by Jessica Strasser. And this is a new release. Um, Jessica Strasser has written a few other ones. Uh, I love this book because it follows two girls who had been best friends in college and young, when they were younger and as life went on they kind of fell out of not not that they quit being friends but you know you have one who's moved um and she's trying to make it in a big city and the other one chose to get married and have kids so pretty much describing the friendship i have with most of my friends well, yeah and, yeah. Almost and every a lot of people yeah. yeah um so they still see each other as being best friends and all of that um the book picks up because the two friends ha- decide that they haven't talked to each other in so long that they are going to essentially Skype with each other. And so they get on this Skype video and they're they're both feeling very awkward and they're not really sure how this is going to go because they haven't talked to each other in so long. And they're just it just ma- is making them really nervous. Um, but they get on and they're right about to get into like feeling comfortable again. Not like I am right now with Martha over there making weird faces at my boyfriend, <laughs> but <laughs> oh, yeah, Martha's over here stuffing her face and I'm like, can we finish this so other people can eat too? <laughs> so anyways, they're doing this, conver- having this conversation over Skype. They're finally getting more comfortable with each other. And uh, all of a sudden one of them, the one who has moved or has the family with children, when her daughter starts calling her from upstairs, so she has to pause and she has to go upstairs to take care of her daughter. And the other one's waiting and they still have the Skype video connected and someone breaks into the house. Oh no, and she can see the person. So she can see it on <gasps> Skype and then the, she starts yelling at the dude through Skype and uh, she's, and he, it, he actually comes and like shuts the computer. So she ends up calling the cops and the cops get there, there's no one there. And they search the house, but it kind of freaks everybody out, oh right? Oh my gosh. So the friend that sees this going on through Skype is like, what the fuck? And so, so she's trying to call the other girl right. she, who's not answering because the cops are there. And she's acting like she's mad at her. So the other girl drives from like Chicago or wherever she is to like, it's an overnight drive. She ends up doing this huge-ass drive to go check on her friend. And when she gets there, her friend won't let her in the house and says, like, go away. So she thinks it's very weird. So then that girl goes back to her city apartment 
which has been burned down overnight. <gasps> Holy crap. Somebody, like the entire apartment has Holy burnt down. Crud. And she was the only survivor above the fourth, fourth floor. And because she wasn't home. Because she wasn't home because this weird ass event just happened. So, so the rest of the story is one, the girl who witnessed the event in her apartment burned down. She's trying to deal with her apartment burning down. She doesn't understand why her friend is just hates her all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, is acting so weird and what like what the hell's going on with this? And then the other girl, you find out that one she had the break in. Well, she is also has a friendship with a neighbor that's a, a dude. And she hadn't been having an affair, but she kind of had feelings for him. Mm -hmm. So she thought he was the one that broke in. So that's kind of why she's acting a little awkward. There's so much going on in this book that is really entertaining. I really liked this because of how realistic it, it is. Because, okay, so you know how, I'm only mentioning this because it's also showing up here. Like, Girl on the Train, how dramatic the mystery is. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. This one is not dramatic because... Like, yes, there are some very serious things happening in the storyline, but they're all very realistic, and the people's reactions and their reasonings be reasoning behind their actions is also very realistic. Hmm. So it's more of like, it's just a very realistic like that could mystery. Yeah, and there's so many different aspects to it that all kind of make the story intertwine. So it it, sounds it's really good. really, really good. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to read that. Yeah. And it's called Forget You Know Me by Jessica Strasser. And she also wrote, let me find out, just in case anybody else wants to read any of her other stuff. I have one of her other books through Book of the Month. Not That I Could Tell, Almost Missed You, and Forget You Know Me. But Not That I Could Tell was uh, on Book of the Month. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you awesome. should read it. Okay, cool. what'd you read, Martha? I read... One of Everything. What? One of Everything. Yes. Oh, wait. I read a Nicole, lot. Nicole, where'd you get your book from? Where did I get it? Mm -hmm. I actually requested it from um, the publisher, and they sent it to me. Awesome. Thank you. I got my book from the library. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is National, it's National Libraries Month. Oh. It's a awesome. library book sale and all that ooh, other ooh. stuff is going on. I supported the library by purchasing 40-something books from their library <laughs> sale. Yeah. As did I. The book that I read, I, I was very impatient. I Imagine put it on that Martha impatient. Yeah, I put it on hold at the library, and there were 24 people in front of me, which is pretty rare for the library. Usually it's like five, six. Oh, no. Some of the ones I get, there's like 35. That one that I did one time had like 150 yeah, people. Yeah, but see, I'm the queen of weird, so the stuff that I usually want to read doesn't get that much attention. I usually get the stuff I want right away because mm. I like the weird stuff. Well, this is by the same author as the chalk man this is cj tudor with her second book called the hiding place hmm. and in some ways i liked this book more than the chalk man in that remember when we talked about the chalk man i talked about how much it reminded me of stephen king's writing because of the parallels between the story in in the the book it Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, remember I talked about that. And she I wasn't did the say only that one. that was one of her favorite yeah. books. I wasn't the only one that noticed that. And so I was distracted by that when I was reading The Chalk Man. So in a lot of ways, I kind of liked this one better because I did not have that same distraction as I was listening to this one. I did listen to the audiobook, by the way. 
Um, it's about a teacher who, from the very beginning, you know something with him is not right because he talks about faking his resume. They call it a CV. And he's applying for this job at the school where he grew up. And he kind of talks about how, you know, it's, it's kind of mysterious as to why he's come back here at all because it, it's clearly not a place where most people want to be. It's a small town, and based on his glowing resume, they're like, what the hell are you doing here? But basically, he wants to make sure he gets the job. Even weirder, the job has just been, it has just come available because the person who previously had it has committed a horrific crime where she has killed herself in a spectacular manner and killed her child. And she was the teacher at the school where he took over. Oh, that's not good. And even weirder, he rents the house that they lived in and where the crime was committed. Hmm. So that's layers of super weird all right at the beginning of this book. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to love this. It did have a lot of... A lot of good layering in the story. Plus, it was so well written. Even though I wasn't 100%, by the end of it, it was almost getting to be too... It's like too much. Well, too much like an action movie. You know how I am about that? Oh, it's yeah. like I, I didn't almost see this being made into a movie. I don't really like that on a personal level. Mm -hmm. But it was extremely well written. And the mystery, whoa, it had a lot of really good parts to that but I have to say that the reason that I did not give it five stars is because it tried too hard to be a horror novel oh. it didn't okay you know what I mean some yeah. of the elements of the story where sh she tried to do that didn't quite hit the mark mm -hmm. where she really succeeded was in the other portions of the story because it was so well told and her characters were so um, deep and wonderful hmm. that that's what made it a good book instead of what she was trying to do with the weird and the horror is almost like she's trying to be Stephen King. Right. I like it when they define their characters really well, though. Yeah, and that's what makes her a really good author. Mm -hmm is the mm -hmm. fact that her characters are what drives the story, and the weirdness is it's secondary. Mm. Because she's, the plot is really nice and good and thick, and then that weird, it just doesn't quite hit the mark. There were, there were echoes of Pet Cemetery in there. I could definitely you know, see that. I could see a lot of what she was trying to do, but, but those were not the parts of the story that did it for me at all. I was, I was immediately going, eh, <laughs> about those portions. But it was, it's very well written. The ending was not anything as good as The Chalk Man. Because The Chalk Man had <laughs> such a freaking awesome ending. It did. Oh, my gosh. <gasps> this one did not have an ending like that. Sadly, I don't think you can really replicate that. It's kind of no. like, kind of like the... When Led Zeppelin wrote Stairway to Heaven, you know, you just can't replicate that kind of greatness. 
<laughs> not that not that the chalk man was any stairway to heaven, but the ending was. Yes, it was. Mm. That yes made you forgive yes. everything. You forgave all that stuff with it. Kind all of, the parallels, all the stuff that came before when that ending hit you right in the chops. It was like kind of Mister Splitfoot. Yes, you got over the fact that it took over Forever. half the freaking yeah. book for them to get to the point, and then the ending was like. <gasps> It was so worth it. <laughs> I know, I know. So overall, I would say this is a definite must read. I think the fact that I have a first edition copy of The Chalk Man makes me very happy after reading this second book because <laughs> I know it's going to be worth money someday. Yes. CJ Tudor, if you're listening, I need a signed copy of that. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. So... Um, Overall, definitely pick this up. It is called The Hiding Place by C.J. Tudor. If you're on a waiting list, just go buy it because it is so worth it. All right. Who's ready for some pizza? Oh, my gosh. I am. We're going to have to totally just skip all of the snark that we usually put out there because it's happy birthday to me, bitches. Yeah, happy Happy birthday, birthday, Martha. (laughs) Thank you. My husband is making um, homemade pizza for us right now in our outside um, wood-fired pizza oven, which I will include pictures on this podcast. And I am so rude because Travis tried to bring us more pizza and I was like, no, get out of here so we can finish. <laughs> Martha like, doesn't have any more ADD instances and we can just yeah, be done. I totally had to turn off my microphone and eat because I was <laughs> dying over here. So, yeah. Um, everybody can eat. <laughs> right now we are. We're about I to, know. We're about so to look, here's the thing, guys. We really, really, really need your help with Instagram. We need to get some followers on there. So if you have an Instagram ac- account, please follow us on Instagram. Three book girls. And if you haven't been to Twitter yet, we need you there as well. Facebook as well. This is what's going to drive the future for us. So we really need everybody to pitch in and take one for the team. And please go rate us wherever you listen to your podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome, too. Yeah. Ratings are good. Because we love well, I mean, you. If good they're ratings, good ratings if you like the show. <laughs> if you hate us, If we then... suck, then never mind. <laughs> but just give their honest opinion. Yes. <laughs> and maybe send us a message and tell us why we suck. Maybe there's something we can work on. Yeah. We always want to improve. Yeah. Criticism is okay. But if you're going to tell us not to swear, then fuck off. Just kidding. <laughs> Kayla's over there punching. Where's the swear jar? Yeah, my <laughs> husband's giving me the stink eye from the kitchen. So I think we have to go now. And that's going to do it for <laughs> Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.